Welcome to episode four of the Next Mobility Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Prenzler, and on this episode, we'll be discussing the future of self-driving cars and the data that drives that technology. We spent some time talking with Andrew Corey, the CEO of a newly founded startup, Level 5. While Andrew was a former engineer at Tesla's self-driving division, he isn't allowed to discuss very much of that work. So we'll be diving into the weeds on the work that he and his team have been doing since launching the company late last year. Let's dive into the episode now. On this episode of Next Mobility, I have Andrew Corey, the co-founder and CEO of Level 5. Andrew and his co-founders have worked on Tesla's autopilot team and for iRobot. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me here, Christian. Yeah. Um, Level 5 was was founded back in uh, December of last year, um, and you guys were in the the winter cohort of the Y Combinator uh, Incubator. Um, and at the end of that, you guys raised a uh, $2 million seed round. Um, but you guys are aiming to create a complete HD kind of map of the United States and, and all over the world. That's a, that's a pretty tall order. Um, but how, how are you guys approaching this? Yeah, it, it is a tall order, especially on a, a low budget like what we have. But uh, we think we can do it. And um, we, we have a new approach to map making. Um, and this is uh, crowdsource based. So um, rather than having, uh, the traditional, you know, having one man go and, and map every single road in the world, um, we're actually calling upon anybody with an iPhone, uh, to help us map. And so in order to do this, um, we've created an app called paver and, uh, anyone can, um, sign up and use paver, but it's traditionally been, uh, fleet drivers. So people who drive a lot like Uber drivers and Lyft drivers, delivery, de- delivery trucks, um, and so they actually can make money, uh, by using paver. Um, we pay them anywhere between two and five cents a mile to, uh, to drive with us. So, um, it's a totally new approach to map making because all we need is computer vision to make these maps. Um, whereas traditionally you needed a very high, highly instrumented LIDAR rig. By using smartphones, level five is allowing regular people like you and I to collect video from the road. Level 5 is potentially saving millions of dollars compared to other mapping companies. Traditionally, HD maps of the road either used advanced imaging systems or expensive LiDAR units. By avoiding these technologies, Level 5 could potentially create a treasure trove of data. I actually downloaded their app last week and tried it out and was impressed by the app's abilities and functionality. Let's get back to the interview with Andrew. So Andrew, with this app, how's the implementation going and, and how is it working out right now? It's going well. So, I mean, it, it is, um, it's still like early days for it. Um, we've got about, I think we just passed the 7,000 user mark um, on, on the app and we're about to hit a million miles pretty soon. So uh, it's, it's, it's going really well in terms of the concept is working. We have data from uh, over 30 countries now and uh, we're, we're trying to just get all over the world so that we can get a very diverse amount of data that we can then train the algorithms on. And, and with this data, what, what kind of um, data is the app collecting? You know, is it just geolocation? Is it the, the video? Um, what kind of uh, tools are you guys implementing and, and kind of collecting from uh, users' phones? 
Yeah. So your, your iPhone has a ton of sensors in it. And a lot of people don't kind of realize the full potential, but, um, the accelerometer, the gyro, uh, these are, these are really great sensors that, uh, you can use for map building, but the most important one we use is the camera. And, um, a lot of people ask if we, if we record the mic. Uh, so no, that's the only sensor we don't use on the phone is the microphone. Um, we, we get most of the information from the camera. So when you've pointed your camera out the front, uh, of your windshield, um, it turns out you can see just all of these things that a self-driving car would also need to see to, uh, to drive the car. And these are things like lane lines and, um, traffic lights and signs. Uh, so, so we're, we're, programmatically looking at all of these things on the road and then putting them into our HD map. Yeah, make makes sense there. Um, but with with this HD map, it seems like that's a, a lot of data for you guys to be collecting. How are you guys um, managing all this, this influx of user data and uh, what kind of tools are you using to help uh, collect it in a really uh, efficient uh, method? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a great question. So, um, it is a ton of data. Like it, it, your, your, your phone records HD video. Um, and, and we don't want to gobble up all of the data on, on people's data plans. That would be kind of counterproductive. So, uh, we store it on the phone right now. Um, and then once you get back home onto Wi-Fi, it'll transfer everything. Um, and it, so one, one thing we've, we've kind of seen is that the upload speeds, at least in the U S are usually pretty subpar. And so we've actually had to rewrite the app several times to work on all of these different upload connections because unfortunately, um, like Comcast and Verizon and all these companies, they, they prioritize download speeds over upload speeds. Um, but eventually we think that, you know, people are going to be creating data more and, and maybe they'll uh, up the upload speeds. Yeah, it definitely seems like it's a hefty amount of data that you, that you guys are uh, collecting What's the, the typical amount that someone's, uh, you know, uploading to you guys for, say, a, you know, 10 or 15 mile drive? It's about a gigabyte. So it's not it's not insignificant. Um, but the rule of thumb, we say, is it takes about a minute to upload every mile that you drive. And we're working on ways to change this. So, um, you know, right now we just ask people to to upload while they're sleeping. But um in, in the future, we're actually going to do some of the pre-processing on the phone to uh, eliminate the need to upload the full gigabyte for every 10 to 15 miles they drive. Okay. And and here's kind of uh, the big question that, that some other companies might be asking. But, you know, how can you collect e- enough data from, from you know, phones uh, without using, say, advanced systems like, like LiDAR? Um, you know, how are you guys going to circum- circumvent that? And, and really deliver enough data of um, the car surrounding to, to really uh, provide some meaningful information? Well, it all comes down to numbers. Um, and so maybe with one pass down a road, we can't, we can't come up with the same accuracy as LiDAR. But if we have 10, 15 passes down a road in each direction, then we can start to get uh, a very good understanding of what's on the road. And further, um, the reason why we keep paying people to drive the same roads over and over again is we're looking for changes in the roads. We're not just looking for a one-time map of the road. Every time you see construction on the road, um, you know you see these cones. It, it means that the road's changing. Whether or not they're resurfacing the roads or changing the position or angle of the traffic light, these are all things that a self-driving car needs to know about. 
So it's, it's really important that we, as map creators, have this up-to-date information in our maps. And so when, when you're creating these maps, um, are you planning on, on giving these maps to companies that are developing uh, self-driving technology, or is that something that you guys are planning to do um, in-house as well? So we're, we'll always be the map creators. Uh, we want to see um, the big, you know, everyone else. There, there's a lot of people working on self-driving technology, so we're just trying to enable them get to get there faster. Not everyone should have to make their own map. It's it's a really tedious task and requires a lot of manual work, at least up front. So um, we're hoping we can just jumpstart this autonomous revolution by at least taking one step out of the uh, out of the whole um, process of creating it. And so to keep these maps like updated long term, um, you know, is, is the plan always to have um, users with smartphones uh, recording or do, or do you plan to kind of implement any other kind of avenues for collecting data? Um, so in the long term, we hope to basically just have something that's built into every car. So your, your car will have a dash cam built into it and you can you can actually get the footage out if let's say you were in a non at fault accident and you wanted to just prove that to your insurance company. Um, that would be something that's just built into your car. Um, long term, the phone is is a great solution because people are always updating their phones and they, and they bring their phones with them so they could take it in a rental car or something. Um, but it's it's a little bit tougher to always mount it. It's a little bit inconvenient. Uh, um, so long term, we want to be in the car. So, so you mentioned that some of your your core users are are fleet drivers and Uber and Lyft drivers. How are how are you guys reaching them and, and uh, you know uh, getting them to use the app? And, and how often are people are people making this part of their daily uh, commutes or daily lives? Yeah, these drivers are great. The Uber and Lyft drivers, especially, are, are awesome because. Um, Sometimes what they do is they just have their own paver phone and they just leave it recording the whole day. And the great thing about Uber and Lyft drivers is that they're always driving new places. And so we get a, a huge network of all these cities and not just the main roads that people travel um, because people are getting dropped off. And, and um, if you're a delivery driver, you, you obviously have to go to every house. Um, so they're, they're great. And, and, and they, they just tell um, other drivers, uh, for example, um, I don't know if, if uh, you're familiar with like the, the SFO cell phone lot. Right across from it, there's a lot where uh, Lyft drivers <laughs> stay. And so um, they wait for all these flights to come in. And, and while they're waiting there, they're, they're kind of bored. So they have, you know, they're just kind of showing people new technology and talking about things. And mm. um, paver, paver comes up sometimes. And uh, we kind of incentivize them to, to uh, help spread the word by providing a little bit of a bonus if they tell their friends. And so when people are mapping these miles, you said it's, it's somewhere in between three or five cents per mile. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when, when you're talking about, um, you know, someone doing maybe a thousand miles a month or something like that, that becomes a little bit more significant um, for both you and for them. Um, how are you guys planning to um, c continue to bring in revenue to, to pay these drivers to drive around? Yes, so we need to keep the the, the bootstrapping going, and and we're, we're it, making the maps is, is one of the most important things for us. Obviously, um, so we've earmarked a significant portion of the funding we've raised to just paying out drivers. Um, so we've got at least the next year and a half covered, 
uh, where we can keep keep paying people, even if we don't bring in any any other revenue. Um, however, we're starting to do pilots with other companies, and and uh, and these will be things that they pay us for, and, and we can just keep that revenue coming to our drivers who are providing us with an awesome service. And, and to bounce off that, you guys have, have mentioned that you guys have a couple pilot tests with with both Uber and, and Lyft. Um, what what do those pilot tests look like um, for you and, and for Uber and Lyft? Okay, so um, the, we don't have necessarily like an official partnership with Uber and Lyft. I, I was just saying we kind of have kind of gone in guerrilla approach and, and talked to their drivers and, and asked them to uh, use our phone to um, mm-hmm. to map. Um, but as far as pilot tests with other companies as, as potential revenue sources, um, what what companies would these look like? Are these maybe automotive companies um, in, in manufacturers or or maybe suppliers, things like that? Yep. Uh, so other automotive companies, um, people who are building self-driving cars. There's a lot of startups uh, that are also um, in need of these maps. Um, and, it, and it's not just self-driving startups. It's also uh, startups that are working on other types of robots. For example, uh, there's a lot of delivery robots that need uh, good maps of the road because um, they're on the sidewalks and they need to localize on the sidewalks. Um, so our maps can also be used for uh, robots that are that are near the road as well. Okay, and and to kind of um, go back to the discussion around lidar versus um, computer vision, there seems to be kind of a debate between the two. Um, you know, why why do you think that computer vision um, can can solve that problem that lidar uh, sort of solves, but at a at a very high cost and, and a very difficult manufacturing process? Yeah, I think computer vision, I mean, we're a computer vision shop, so I know more, way more about computer vision than I do about LiDAR. But computer vision gets better every day. Um, there's, there's new developments, and um, there's, a, there's a very active community uh, of computer vision research ex- experts, and I'm sure there's the same for LiDAR. But what we've seen is that um, the difference in cost is, is really phenomenal. And, and if you're looking at mass producing these things, LiDAR just isn't at a state yet where it can be mass produced um, in terms of cost and dur- durability. Um, so cameras have been in cars for years, and, and we know that um, they're going to last the full life cycle of the car. But LiDAR, we just don't have that guarantee yet. Um, but that being said, LiDAR provides you with so much more data. So if you are just new to this like self-driving car problem, think, think about this. like LiDAR will tell you the distance to every single pixel, whereas a camera basically just tells you um, what color, uh, you, what color the thing you are looking at. And so you have to make, uh, some assumptions about, um, time, right? So if, if you are trying to estimate distance from a, from a camera, you need several different frames, just like you and me, when we're driving, um, we, we kind of learn, uh, just over time, how far away things are by how they're moving and the parallax effect. Um, so this is kind of what we're, what people do with computer vision is, uh, try to estimate the distances away from things. It's not as precise as LiDAR, but it's it's way cheaper and it's available now. So so some of the goals would be that if if a car is driving down one road with LiDAR, it, it might be able to get a really good idea of those surroundings. But if, you know, say uh, 10 trips down that road with, with some uh, technology from, from level five and, and your guys' computer vision, you guys might have... Um, at least something very similar in terms of an idea of what that looks like 
in terms of distances and, and how everything is in proximity? Yeah, and if you think about it, like the camera will give you a rough estimate of where things are, and then you can correct it with the map. So if you have a map that gives you almost exactly where things are, then any car that's driving down the road, maybe it's at night and it can't see exactly where the traffic lights are, it can still know where to stop because it has a good map um, that was created maybe during the day in, in, sun, in, in the sunlight. Um, and, and back to this idea of, of phones being the, the vehicle of, of recording uh, the data and, and bringing that to the cloud, um, you know, how, how could someone uh, like an automotive manufacturer that has cameras in their car, it seems like there's a difficulty of getting that data out of the car. Is this one of the problems that using phones kind of solves? Yeah, it's, that's, that's actually a great point. It's really hard to transfer this amount of data, especially on a car, um, because data, like the, the, the um, carriers like AT&T and Verizon charge so much to transmit data. Um, and so even if you are a car company, you still have to pay for these data transfer fees. It's not like you just get it for free. Um, so that, that is a main uh, blocker to a lot of this um, development for car companies. And so rather than having to wait for them to get their, uh, you know, internal system set up to, to transfer the data. Phones are already have all this stuff built in and, um, and we can just use this today. And, and on this idea of, of having HD maps of, of certain locations and, and definitely some s certain streets that your, um, users have driven down, it, it seems like this is almost a similar approach to what, um, some of GM and, and Cadillac is working on with their super cruise. Mm -hmm. um, th they're obviously taking a LIDAR approach with actual, you know, employees driving down interstate freeways. Do you think this is something that, uh, you guys might be able to provide to other manufacturers, you know, the data on say us interstates and, you know, detailed maps of those areas? Yeah, I, I think they'd be really interested in the the refresh rate of this stuff because once the the GM employee drives down a highway, um, a number of things could happen to that highway. Um, you know, it could get flooded, or uh, the, the 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 road would would be resurfaced, and then that map isn't really any good anymore. And and so it needs to be updated, um, and that's what we're really good at is is keeping the maps up to date. And so, in terms of keeping them up to date. You know, what what point do you guys need um, in terms of users on the road? You know, you said you have around, you know, 7,000 or so. And that seems like they're collecting a significant amount of miles. Um, but wh at what level do you think is like the, the perfect level for the number of users and, and miles being collected regularly? We'd like to have our, our target is to have about 50,000 active users. Um, and we think that this would provide a good enough coverage to have a really good proof of concept where if something disappears or is added to the map, we would know about it within the day. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, when we're looking towards the future of, of what you guys are working on and in the future of, of uh, computer vision, where do you think is, is a turning point for, for the self-driving future in terms of either... Um, you know, overcoming some of those issues with LIDAR or providing enough information from, from computer vision to really get things rolling? When do you think is that breaking point? Well, that's a great question. Um, I, I think, so I think that what LIDAR gives you is just so unbelievable um, that 
for computer vision to get to exactly that point, it's it's probably going to be quite a long time. But um, what we're doing in the meantime is is basically merging the computer vision technology with a bunch of other sensors. Um, so, for example, we can merge it with radar, or we could merge it with our BAP, and then once we once we have that fused data, um, you get a, a much tighter accuracy on just the one sensor or just the one computer vision sensor. Um, so, I, I think it's it's almost you know going to be too long before before it would totally replace lidar but um there are other things we can do in the meantime to just hack around that makes sense yeah um and then you you mentioned that you might have uh some some future uh features and updates coming to to the paver app um what do you think is is in store there uh as far as in the near to long-term future with the app yeah, so one of the most uh, requested things people have asked for is how do I know if I'm driving down a new road or not? Uh, because one of the achievements we have is is if you've you've been the first person to drive down a road, you get an Explorer badge, um, and then you also get a, more points for driving down new roads. So um, we're going to be showing you as you're driving uh, whether or not this is a new road, um, and this will will also update the points faster that you're you're accumulating. Um, another cool thing we're doing is, uh, is a result of user feedback as well is, uh, a lot of people don't have a lot of storage on their phones. And so if you're, if it takes a gigabyte for every 15 miles, um, some people just don't, don't have big phones. So we're, we're going to allow you to be sending the data back in real time. So you can almost record forever. Uh, of course that means you should probably have an unlimited data plan, but, um, it's just another cool feature that we'll be adding. And, and in terms of these these new features, it seems like you guys are are kind of gamifying a little bit of the the, the, the process there and, and the data collection. Is that part of the the strategy to make it more you know user friendly and get people even more interested into it? Yeah, it's just fun. I, I think you know it's 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 one thing to get paid for doing something, but then if you just you know add uh, like some some like we have a leaderboard and and people. Some people don't even care about them getting, you know, rewards and getting paid for doing it. They just want to beat their friend on the leaderboard. So it's uh, it's kind of fun. For sure. Um, what's 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 next for uh, level five? Are you um, looking to hire more engineers? Um, you know, what's what's next for the company in the next six months or so? Yeah, primarily hiring engineers. Um, we really want to build the best mapping team in the world, um, and in order to do that, we need really good computer vision people. Um, and, uh, and then we're looking to show our product, uh, very soon, um, in a public setting. Um, and, and, uh, and I think that, uh, should be very early next year is when we'll, we'll debut. And, and in terms of that kind of product, do you see this being an, an aftermarket kind of accessory that, that people would want for their dash cam kind of anyways, or, or how do you, how do you, uh, view that kind of product? Um, it, it, yeah, it's it's probably going to be something that you can um, either add on to a supported vehicle or uh, just it would come on your your new vehicle. I, I can't say much more than that, but um, it, it it it'll be it'll be pretty impressive when it when it uh, when it makes it out there. Great. Yeah. Well, th- thank you so much for for joining us on the Next Mobility Podcast today, Andrew. Thanks so much for having me, Christian. 
Thanks for listening to the Next Mobility Podcast. Next week, we're taking a break off, but after that, we'll be back with more exciting episodes to finish off the season, including episodes on electric motorcycles and electric planes, including a new startup that plans to revolutionize the industry. Stay tuned, and thanks for subscribing. Music by Jack Maherl and album cover art by Sydney Yee. Thanks for listening.